Hello and welcome to the next edition of an interview with podcast series from the social investment business. I'm Nick and today I'm talking to Sam Conniff, co-founder of Liberty. Um, so Sam, to start us off, can you tell us a bit more about Liberty and what makes the organisation unique? Hello. Uh, yeah, I can. Liberty is best described by one of my clients at Coca-Cola as their marketing agency with a youth club in the middle of it. And I love that description because we did set out to be a marketing agency but a marketing agency that would change the world through the power of marketing. Could we harness the infinite power of brands, marketing and media, but to do something more useful than sell chewing gum? Could we connect those brands and the resource that that power has into social messages that often fail to connect with young audiences? Uh, and that was the ambition. That's what we're still doing nearly 10 years later for brands that range from PlayStation to O2 to Google and Penguin. Uh, all addressing tough social challenges, but what happened along the way, which I wish I could say was incredible forethought and strategy, uh, but is the thing that makes us unique, is that our office became open to kids, to young people, between the ages of 12 and 24, who come into our office every day uh, and work on a variety of projects, principally live magazines, a not-for-profit young person magazine created by young people, for young people, but also on pretty much anything. The only rule is if they're in the office that they're working. About three or four hundred per month uh, individual young people come through the office and that's what makes us unique. And that transaction means that as a marketing media agency, we have an incredible insight and understanding of real life young people. Not focus groups, not trends reports, not a hearsay, not what your niece says, but long lasting relationships with young people over a period of time. Um, and can you give us an example of a campaign where the input of young people has changed the company's original plans dramatically? Working with Penguin several years ago, uh, amazing brand we'd always, always wanted to work for, and we'd been knocking on their door for years. Uh, finally got in to speak to them, and you've got Puffin on one hand, the biggest children's publisher, most respected children's publisher, and Penguin for, for grown-ups and a gap in the middle for young people and teenagers. And uh, you don't want to lose those audiences especially with such an important brand uh, for everyone. So they let us bring young people in for the creative development and those young people taught us that actually whilst we were worried about reading becoming increasingly irrelevant in the age of the internet and playstations and everything else, there are tons of kids reading and they're, they're reading online and they're communicating online. And if you take the thing that's most magical about reading and why it was such a perfect campaign for us, the literacy and uh, the great positive things you can generate out of such a project, online really represents what's so good about reading because it's so where your imagination can exist. It's why a book has a better um, set of uh, visuals than any film CGI can create. So actually let's take this online and we built and created an idea for a social network for kids who like reading. And this is pre-Facebook's dominance and there's lots of groups of young people out there online. How do you bring them together and talk to the kids who already like reading and get them to read more and share that with their peers? And this was quite a revolutionary idea at, at Penguin who are brilliant um, but can be quite traditional, or could be. Uh, and luckily, Anna Rafferty there, MD, digital MD over there, totally got the vision. And we created this plan, and it went up and up and up to the various echelons and layers and levels of the business, until finally the chief executive uh, took us at our word and said, if this has been developed by young people, for young people, then I buy it, sounds like a great idea, but come back in and present it to my two teenage daughters. And then we'll see how how true your, your methodology of co-creation is. Terrifying. Um, I mean, he was a 
quite scary guy anyway, but going back and presenting to two teenage daughters uh, a couple of days later was one of the scariest presentations we'd ever made. Luckily, one of them was familiar with Live Magazine and the work we do with young people, and it all went very well, and Spinebreakers exists to this day, spinebreakers.co.uk. You talked a lot about young people being involved in co-creation. I um, talk a lot <laughs> It's a really tough job market out there at the moment, especially yes. for young people. What do you think they can do to stand out in the highly competitive communications and marketing area? My advice to young people is not to follow the patterns that ob- sometimes seem obvious that exist in front of them, because the grown-ups, as we term ourselves, don't always have the answers and don't always know what we need, and certainly we don't know what's coming next. And in many instances, those young people are more of a clue and an indication as to what comes next. So I would urge our young people not to try and morph themselves into a, a generation that already hasn't quite understood it, but to hang on to some different thinking, which we all need, some real understanding of the space that they live in that they can share and, and teach upwards, and to stick to their, the, the ideas and values of, of youth. Because we, Liberty does well and comes up with brilliant and creative ideas because we let young people do them. And don't inhibit their ideas and their creativity and their lateral thinking. And as soon as, <laughs> as soon as you do, you begin to lose that magic that can happen. And, and what hopes do you have for young people in social enterprise over the next few years? My hope for social enterprise is a much, much greater engagement with the private and commercial sector. I think it's its greatest chance for growth. I think that some of the principles of social enterprise can be taken on a lot more. I think there's something magic happening in social enterprise. I think social enterprises generally are being very successful at the moment and are doing well and we will see a massive growth in them. I think there's a lot to learn for the private sector from that. And for young people, I think there is going to be a continued growth in enterprise and startups. I think that happens typically in a recession. Um, I think it happens with the advancement of technology. The little iPhone here, does it all add really need to start a business now? Whereas when I was starting Don't Panic, 14 years ago, you needed everything in an office and you don't need that. So because of the ease, there is an um, amazing social entrepreneur, the time in Devonshire, he's at O2, he talks about the, the increasing ease of starting a business means it becomes something that's closer to you and a more personal act, which means that a social en- socially responsible act is going to be therefore more likely, you're more connected to what you do. So an increased number of young people starting enterprises through technology and greater ease, I think, should lead to an increased number of young people starting socially-led businesses, which I think is a very exciting thing. So now we've come to the quick-fire question round. Um, we better do, because they were the long-fire yeah, questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just a series of questions, and you answer what your preference is. Um, so, Twitter or Facebook? Uh, <laughs> Facebook. Cinema or DVD? Cinema. BAFTAs or Oscars? Neither. TV or radio? Radio. Smart or casual? Smart, always. Experience or qualifications? Experience, always. Beach or mountain? Beach, always. Uh, There we go. And that concludes an interview with Sam Conniff. Thank you for speaking to us today. Don't forget to check out our website, www.thesocialinvestmentbusiness.org forward slash an interview with and our Twitter at The Social Invest for the next instalment of the podcast series. And you can learn more about Liberty at www.liberty.co.uk and on Twitter it's at Liberty UK. Thanks very much. Thank you.